Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to Inside Arsenal Match Day. Inside Arsenal, of course. Arsenal taking on Lons a little bit later on this evening in North London with the chance to secure their spot through as group winners into the knockout stages of the Champions League. So plenty to discuss today. We'll look at the latest sort of team news. We'll discuss, first of all, the midfield issues that Arsenal are suffering after that news yesterday that Fabio Vieira has now undergone an operation and it's going to be out for weeks as Mikel Arteta says, which could well potentially be months rather than weeks. So we'll talk about all of that. We'll look at what Mikel's had to say ahead of tonight's game. So some questions and comments from you guys as well. So plenty to get going with. And we'll start with the news um, that Mikel Arteta revealed yesterday that Fabio Vieira is out for weeks, potentially more than that, with groin issue that has had to be operated on. And Mikel Ravina at his press conference yesterday. Now, we turned up at London Colney yesterday when we arrived there, we were told something was going on with Fabio Vieira and to ask Mikel Arteta about it. So we did. First question in a press conference about it. And this is what he had to say. He said, yeah, we've got a problem with him. He's been having some discomfort. We tried to have alternative treatment with him and he wasn't improving. So we've sent him to see a specialist and that, and the specialist said to get an operation done on his groin. We did that yesterday, which of course was uh, Monday. We're expecting him to be out for weeks now. Mikel was then asked if Fabio could potentially be back before the little winter break that Arsenal are going to have in January when they're going off to Dubai for a week. Uh, and he said, we don't expect him to do that. Uh, so let's see how he evolves. And obviously the operation was done yesterday, so we're going to have to wait and see, but we will take it as it comes. So potentially there, although Mikel says expect him to be out for weeks, I mean, you're talking six weeks at least if he's not going to be back before the international break, which is after not the international break sorry the winter break if you want to call it that over here in England that's after the FA Cup third round weekend so we're talking mid-January there so potentially you know 
could be out to the end of January at the earliest, Fabio Vieira. So really bad news, really. Whatever you, your thoughts on Fabio Vieira, yes, he hasn't really pulled up too many trees since he signed for Arsenal. He had a really good start to this season, has faded off a bit. This potentially might be a reason as to why his early season form tailed off a bit. If he's been struggling with this issue that Arsenal are trying to been sort of get him through with alternative treatment, maybe that's what's been holding him back and has saw him sort of fade away from that early season form. But it's just another player that is injured in the midfield issues for Arsenal. And there are plenty of issues for Mikel. You think there's no Emil Smith-Rowe, no Thomas Partey, no Fabio Vieira. The midfield is looking very, very light. They've got Mohamed Onneni, of course, but he's barely played any football. So you're basically looking at Jorginho, um, Thomas, uh, sorry, Jorginho, Declan Rice, Martin Odegaard, and then maybe Trossard playing in that role. Um, it's very, very limited going into a really crucial stage of the season and a really, really busy stage of the season. I asked Mikel about it yesterday at the press conference. I said to him, Look, your midfield options now, are you worried about it? And he said, yes, but it is what it is. And we've been unlucky with some of the injuries. Some others, they happen at any other club. We are not the only club with injuries. Where they happened, it's a bit critical. The one with Urien as well, because we are really light in the defensive line. So that was a huge blow. But the team needs to find a way to keep uh, to adapt and keep performing and winning matches. I then asked him, what about Zinchenko? You know, we've seen him, seen lots of players play in this left eight role this season, but not Zinchenko, even though he does play there for his international team and play there very, very well for Ukraine. So I asked him, is that potentially an option for him uh, or for you? And he said he does play in that role, coming from a different position in the attacking phase. Um, he doesn't play there in defensive positions because we believe we have other players to do that. But it is a possibility. It's a good question because he is on it and it is a possibility. So where he says there, he does play that role coming from a different position. Obviously, he means from an inverted role. So he comes into midfield and he plays that role when Arsenal have the ball. But when they don't, of course, he has to drop back into that back into that back four to become a defender. And so he's not in the midfield role. So that's what he talks about there. But he says it's a possibility. Whether it is a possibility, it's something that we've seen so far. We haven't seen it. And Mikel has been very, very reluctant to do it for whatever reason, whether that's because he doesn't, you know, if Timber was fit and Timber was playing on the left-hand side, would we would Zinchenko be playing in midfield? Potentially so. Do you want to not risk playing Tommy Asu and Zinchenko at the same time? Because if one of them gets injured, then you're really struggling. You know, there's a lot all of those things that it could be the reason for. But I do wonder with the options as limited as they are now in the field is this is something that we're going to have to start seeing you know he's got all the two tools to do it Zinchenko we see it we see him play really really well there for Ukraine on the international stage um and so it feels like something that should certainly be you know on the agenda I would say because it is you know do you call this a midfield crisis now I don't know but we are very very close to being being it, it being a midfield crisis one especially if one of party or um, not sorry, party. I keep saying party. If one of Jorginho or Declan Rice gets injured, I think Arsenal are in real, real trouble in, in midfield. We are now, what, just over a month away from January. And as we've spoken about before, January midfield could well be top of the agenda. And I think before the Fabio Vieira injury, I think it was already top of the agenda. I think now it is definitely going to be top of the agenda. I can't, I, I'd be very, very surprised if Arsenal aren't seriously looking at now what they could potentially do in January to bolster those midfield options because even if these players and we'll talk about Smith Rowe and um and Thomas Party in terms of their return dates actually I'll bring that that up now because um I've got the quote from Mikel about that James Benjdar asked the question yesterday in the press conference he asked whether Smith Rowe and Party could be back before the January break and Mikel said it is a possibility but it will depend on how they evolve Emil who's already been out on the pitch doing some jogging so I don't know 
uh, how long it's going to take. Normally is a quick healer. Thomas the same. We have to make sure that when they come back, they are at their best as well. We don't want to rush them. But at the same time, the team needs them because at the moment we are missing some key, key players. So, you know, hopefully those two are not going to be out for the long term now. You know, Thomas Party, as far as I'm aware, I've been told that he's very much working on being back before the turn of the year. So, you know, you'd say that has to be in the next four weeks. But even then, Thomas Party is going to be heading off to um, the Africa Cup of Nations with Ghana if he gets himself fit. It won't be too long before he heads off with Ghana. And then you're still relying on Thomas Party after he comes back to be fit, which is something we don't know. We can't, you can't rely on because history shows that you can't. The same it has to be said about Emil Smith Rowe, you know. Can Emil Smith Rose stay fit? It's you can't say for certainty that he can because he struggled with that in the past. And so I just think Arsenal's midfield options now are looking really, really weak. And um it certainly has to be an area they really, really have to focus on when the uh, January transfer window comes around. But let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Of course, do you think Arsenal have to sign a midfielder? Do you think they've got enough? Can you know the likes of Zinchenko, who could potentially play there, Jakob Kivior, who we know could potentially play as a defensive midfielder? <laughs> Even just saying that, it just seems to me it's like you, you can't. If you're if you're seriously trying to win a title or win the Champions League, you can't be relying on players like Jakub Kivior to move in midfield. I think you've got to protect yourselves. And with the January transfer window coming up, I think that has to be a big, big priority for Arsenal. Uh, Dave here says, uh, "Hi Charles, myself and the family love the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you." He says the midfield issues are mounting up. So, what are your thoughts on Charlie Patino returning to the first team? He has been brilliant. Whilst out on loan, we don't uh, want him to go to opposition. Show him the love, as Arteta talks about. Uh, so Dave's talking about Patino there and William Francis below. He says, hi, Charles. All is good uh, All is good with you. Sad news about Fabio Vieira being out because of his operation on his groin. I would pick Mohamed Elneny as the midfielder. Come on, you gunners to thrash lens. God willing, have a great day. Charles Arsenal rocks. Thank you very much, William. Um, so a couple of options there. Yeah, in terms of Patino, Dave, I don't really see that as an option in January. I think he's doing really well in Swansea. He's settled in well there. If he does come back for Arsenal, he's just going to find himself on the bench, you know, as a real, real backup option. And I just don't think that's going to do him any good whatsoever. Um, I think even with these issues that Arsenal got in midfield, I still think it's best for him to stay at Swansea and continue to play. He needs to play now, Charlie Patino. And if he comes back to Arsenal, just to sort of, bolster the numbers a little bit he's just not going to play and I just don't think that's going to be good for him at all so I, I'd keep him as he is and then reassess the situation with him in Jan in the end of season which I think is what Arsenal will do and as William says here Elneny obviously look Elneny's a very good professional an excellent footballer an international footballer he can do a job if necessary but I think if Arsenal end up relying on have some injuries and end up having to rely on um, Mohamed Elneny for a large chunk of time this season then we're going to be kind of falling back into the Rob Holding type situation that we had last season when he had to step in for William Saliba. A really good professional, a decent professional, a good player, but the drop-off in quality is vast. It was vast. We saw that with Holding and Saliba. I think if we turned to Mohamed Elneny and had him replacing Declan Rice, for example, or even Jorginho for a large chunk of time, I think we will see the fall-off pretty, pretty drastically as well. So I think you've got to look outside the club right now, I think, to really sort of bolster the squad and protect it for the second half of the season. Elsewhere, team news-wise today, I was out at the uh, out at the training ground yesterday. This is my video capturing the players coming out um, to start training. And there was no Ben White as well as no Fabio Vieira. We saw Ethan Wanieri was there. Miles Lewis Skelly was there. Those two young players, I 
fully expect to be in the squad tonight, actually, because Arsenal squad, we counted all the players are out. And it was pretty small. I think it was 19 outfield players in the squad who were training in front of us yesterday. And that included Wanieri and Miles Lewis Skelly. And that's showing how sort of light Arsenal are at the moment with injuries. The good thing is that even though Ben White wasn't part of this group that you're seeing now on the pitch, which we noticed pretty much straight away, is that he did come out a little bit later on and was working with Sam Wilson, who's one of the fitness coaches at Arsenal, working by himself, um, testing things out. And then I think after we left and the main session started, I do think Ben White actually joined in with some of that session. And Mikel told us afterwards in the press conference as well that he was fit and thinks that he will be available tonight. So that's a bit of a boost. Obviously, no Fabio Vieira, no um, Thomas Partey, no Emil Smith-Rowe, no Yuri and Timber. But a couple of the youngsters in the squad there in Miles Lewis Skelly and Ethan Wanieri. So that's the latest team news ahead of tonight. In terms of my predicted 11, this is what I've gone for. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So David Ryer, obviously, in goal. I'm going with Tommy Asu, Saliba, Gabriel and Zinchenko as a back four. It wouldn't overly surprise me if Mikel decides to give one of those two fullbacks a night off ahead of the game against Wolves. I think a lot depends on Ben White's fitness. If Ben White, you know, even, even if he is available, which Mikel said he was yesterday, I think the fact he was training by his own early on and going through a little bit of a fitness test early on, I think there's got to be some significant doubts over him. So I wouldn't take any risks. I'd just, you know, leave Ben White to be make sure he's fit for the weekend against Wolves. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if Jakub Kivior plays in this game and that allows Zinchenko potentially to have the night off or even Tommy Asu, probably more, more Zinchenko. I think you could see Kivior start at left back, but I've gone with this back four of my predicted 11. So Zinchenko, Gabriel Saliba and Tommy Asu. Declan Rice ahead of him. I'm going Odegaard and Havertz as the midfield three. Uh, Saka, Jesus and Marcelli. So I think Mikel's going to go very, very strong in terms of the attacking lineup. I don't think he needs to. Arsenal need to win this game. They need to go through. They need to get it done as job as group winners. And then you can just do whatever you want in that final game of this final game of the group against PSV. Mikel Arteta yesterday in his press conference said, we do want to win the game. That's for sure. We want to be top of the group and the opportunity is there for us against a team that causes problem that we've already experienced against them. So we have to have the motivation right to do that. When he was asked about how important it was to win. He said, we have to win at home. We have to win the group if we can tomorrow. That's the mentality of the team. That's for sure. We spoke about that with Leandro Trossard yesterday, who we also talked to at the press conference. And he reiterated the desire to just get the job done now. You don't want to be going to Holland on that final day with anything to get. You want to get the job done. The opportunity is there for tonight, so you've got to grasp it. And uh, so that's why I think Mikel's going to go very, very strong tonight. It might be one or two changes, like I said, a Kivior or someone like that in the back four. But I think in terms of 
The front line, I think he'll go very, very strong. I'll be surprised if he makes too many. Um, CDL Gaming here says, I would start Havertz as a left day, if for nothing else, because we should rotate Martinelli and put Trossard on the wing. We need better coverage on the wing and should rest players whenever we have the chance until we can strengthen in January. See, I agree. I agree in a way, but I just don't think this is a chance to rest rest um, rest players. I just think this is a chance to win the Champions League group and avoid any nervousness on that final weekend. You know, if, if, if sorry, final match day week, if something goes wrong tonight and Arsenal have to go to PSV needing a result, we saw what happened to Arsenal at PSV last season. They got hammered in the Europa League at PSV. It's a difficult place to go anywhere in Europe. It's a difficult place to go and to get a result. And you don't want to have any jeopardy on that match. So I just think tonight you have to go strong. This has to be the strongest team pretty much available to Mikel Arteta. I don't see the need to rest anyone tonight. I think you just get the job done and then you worry about resting players. You can have the whole week off that week, basically, when Arsenal go to PSV. The kids can play. Everyone can play. You can leave Saka, Martinelli, Jesus, Rice, everyone at home having a whole nice week off. And that's a really busy week then coming up as well because it's Aston Villa and it's Brighton. And that game against PSV is right in the middle of that. You don't want to be that. I mean, if Arsenal needs something in that PSV game, then suddenly that's a horrible looking week. Villa, PSV and Brighton, not a nice one. So you get the job done and you get it tonight. I agree. I'd start Havertz at left eight though today, I think. Um, here's one from MCA8087. This was in regards to Saka and his comments yesterday about how He's trying to work out what to do things a little bit differently this season. He's watching games back because he can see that he's being doubled up on, sometimes tripled up on every single game. It's just something he's going to have to face and he's accepting that. Those are his comments after the Brentford game. And he says, Ari Saka, I think we need to re-understand the wider context. Last season, Arsenal were playing at a much faster pace with Party and Xhaka in the team. The transitions to attack were quicker, which allowed Saka and Martinelli more space to attack defenders one-on-one. This season, we are playing slower and by the time Saka and Martinelli get the ball, they're doubled up on. Just look at Spurs versus Villa at the weekend and how fast Spurs played in transition. Kulisewski had so much space and was always able to take on a Villa defender one-on. One thing I'll say about that is this was Aston Villa they were playing, who are so open. It's an Unai Emery team, you know, and we saw it with Arsenal when Unai Emery is tried. It's the way he plays football. It's the way he sets his team up. They're so open to be hit on the transition. You know, this is under Arsenal. We we sat there every single week saying Arsenal conceded 25 shots when Unai Emery was in charge. You know, against Watford, I'll never forget, they conceded 33 shots in a game against Watford. That's just the way it goes when you've got Emery in charge. It's like I watched that Tottenham Villa game and just thought this is such a classic Unai Emery match. It's like a cut match. It's just end to end, end to end. So I don't think that's necessarily because Tottenham was so quick on transition. I just think that was because there was so much space and that's the way that Villa play. When Arsenal go to Villa Park in a couple of weeks' time, I don't expect it to be a, them to have 10 men behind the ball like Brentford did. I think they'll be pretty open. And that's the sort of game I think Arsenal might do pretty well in because they will, for once, have space to attack because there's very, very few teams who will play like Aston Villa play. Um, and Mikel was kind of talking about it yesterday in his press conference. They were ask, we were asking about, you know, Jamie Carragher's comments and the struggles Arsenal have had in attack this season, how it's a little bit slow and all that stuff. And Mikel was asked about it and if he was satisfied with Arsenal's attack. And he says, the satisfaction is where we are. We have to find a way to be where we want to be. And this is exactly where we want to be. It's not going to be as fluent. It's not going to be as hectic because there is no space to run. When you are sitting in traffic, you want to go 100 miles an hour. But I have three buses and 55 taxis around me. So it's tricky. We need to get where we want to go. Uh, to get to in order to do that, we have to be really solid. And I think we've been really solid so far. When he's asked about if, you know, is it possible to have the best of both worlds, to be so solid defensively, but still be that thrilling attacking side? 
basically said, so I think game state is a big definer of that. And you see that time and time again in the league in Europa, in Europe, because in the Champions League, what happened against PSV, we were really excited because we scored early against Sevilla. It was the same. That's a big thing. And he did speak earlier on in a press conference how game state's been really important this season, how last year Arsenal scored so many goals early on and that meant teams had to open up this season, Arsenal being able to do that. And that's made it harder for them because teams have been able to drop in like we saw Brentford do at the weekend and so um, and, and cause some problems and to double up on players and trip on players. I did like that comment about when you're sitting in traffic, you want to go 100 mile an hour, but I have three buses and 55 taxis around me. And I saw what I mean. I, I, the, the Brentford game, I paid so much attention to it sitting in a press box. I was just looking up and I was just looking at 10 Brentford players pretty much all in or within five yards of the penalty area. It's so hard. I mean, there is literally no space. It is so hard to break that down because you're sitting in that traffic that Mikel Arteta talks about. And in a way, I think that's the respect that Arsenal have earned from teams now. Teams have wised up to the fact that you just can't really give Arsenal space because as they showed last season, they will kill you with it, especially out wide. And it's just something Arsenal are going to have to deal with. And I do think, as I said yesterday, they will get better in an attacking sense. Personnel will come back. We'll see Jesus, Saka, Martinelli playing together a lot more often than they have done so far this season. Hopefully, Martin Odegaard will start to benefit from that. Hopefully, when Thomas Partey gets back fit, fingers crossed, then that Arsenal will benefit from that as well. And again, certainly Martin Odegaard will benefit from that. But um, at the end of the day, Arsenal are top of the table, top of the Premier League and the top of the Champions League group. So it's not gone too bad. But I thought those were some quite interesting comments from Arsenal, uh, from Arteta, sorry. Here's one just to finish. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce that name, I'm afraid. So apologies for that. Uh, it says, hi, Charles, a sort of non-Arsenal question for you. Have you now sort of soaked up what I would imagine has been a pretty wild ride of a year for you, having written a book and having had it be on the Sunday Times bestseller list of Germany, book fair, interviewed Arteta one-on-one, I guess having him sign a copy, having Arsenal almost win the league. My name's Gift, by the way. Oh, Gift. Hello, mate. Uh, have I, I, I was talking about this yesterday. It has been a mad, mad year for me, like really crazy year. Obviously, Arsenal being in the title race, going so close, writing my first book, Having you, you know, it being a real success, becoming a Sunday Times bestseller, which was beyond my wildest dreams, quitting my job, going it alone, sort of trying to create my own little media business, Arsenal business. It's been a mad year that we're coming to an end to now. Um, have I soaked it all in? I, I kind of have. Yeah, I think I did sit back and think about it the other day. I was talking to another journalist about it and just thinking how crazy the last 12 months have been. And um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been difficult. It's been scary at times but it has been a lot of fun and I do appreciate I sort of sit back now and look at where I am and what I've done what I've achieved I th- I'm very happy with it and uh yeah long may that continue and uh thank you for all of your support as well because that is absolutely crucial of course to what I do for buying the book for watching this channel for listening to the podcast for continuing to support me for giving me lots of support when I announced that I was leaving go and I decided to go out on my own appreciate that all massively uh and yeah so thank you very much for all your support and thank you for all getting in touch and look wherever you're going to watch tonight's game around the world if you're going to the emirates like i am or you're going to be watching it on tv around the world i hope you enjoy it hopefully arsenal can get the job done and i'll be back tomorrow to discuss arsenal qualifying for the knockout rounds keep your eyes peeled for all the usual stuff for me inside arsenal extra time with james benj as well that is being recorded at some point tomorrow i'll do my usual show in the morning and then at some point me and james will sit down to do the extended show as well where we'll reflect hopefully on the win tonight and also look ahead to the weekend's game against Wolves. Have a great day, everyone. I'll speak to you soon. Hey. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 